1: Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape from Community Waikato, with Roseanne from Community Waikato today.
2: morena there, um, Holly. It's great to have you in the
1: studio. Uh, we're chatting today, probably a bit more of internal stuff, really letting you know what's going on and what's coming up. Um, one thing we spoke about last week, we'll keep talking about it right up until the day, is the well-trust election. So we're going we're to cover a little bit of that today. We're going to talk about um, the Kuma divine that is coming up, and we'll let you know about up-and-coming training and bits and pieces going on um, across our community sector. That is us for today, so good show. Good show. <laughs> Let's start, though, with well-trust. And, um, you know, we've got 25 candidates standing, Roseanne. <laughs>
2: Wow, that's, that's a huge number of candidates, isn't it? Yeah, there's yeah. certainly
1: a high level of interest, which is interesting because previously that hasn't necessarily translated into a, a high um, voter turnout and um, that's what we're really keen to see this time
2: yeah because if you look at the sort of you know general um, elections the local body elections um, it 's been a pretty t- poor turnout hasn 't it the last it, couple
1: it has and it 's quite hard to differentiate what each of them stand for. A lot of them have got um, very similar sounding tickets. Um, there's one which has brought back discounts. There's another one which is um, discounts and grants. There's another one that's like more discounts and grants. <laughs> so, you know, so so quite similar. You've got a range of independent standing as well. Um, that does make it hard unless you specifically know people um, to know who to vote for and. Um, can be hard sometimes to access information, but Well Trust do have uh, a link through to the bios of each of the candidates standing. You can take some time to read um, through those. You could also come along on the fourteenth Wednesday, the fourteenth of June. Um, so yeah, coming up very shortly to the link at twelve pm and you could have an opportunity to hear the candidates speak. So Community Waikato putting on a Meet the candidate session um, based there at uh, the link on Te Aroha Street, 12 to 2pm on the 14th. So you are welcome to come along to that.
2: And I think that's a um, a really great idea um, to actually have that opportunity for people to come along and, and meet the candidates because it's not quite the same sort of campaigning, is it, as um, local or, you know, government elections? No,
1: no, it really isn't. So it can be difficult just to, to get the right sort of insight that can help guide your voting. <clears throat> One thing that we've done is take a little bit of time to um, draw out what we um, as a community um, organisation um, and as a capacity building organisation, some of the principles that we're looking for in terms of um, what might guide our voting decision. So we've got four key principles there. Um, the first one we 've been thinking about was um, proven grassroots community experience, so a lot of people that sit on governing boards don 't often have the experience of what it 's like um, on the ground and actually it 's quite um, quite a different scenario when you 're actually involved in the work. Um, we think it 's always good for governance to have a blend of individuals and skills and knowledge and experience, but certainly it is fundamental to have that community grassroots experience on a board like Well Trust that is um, connected to it and and supports the community and social service sector.
2: uh, Yeah um, and look it's just like you know sort of having that lived experience themselves being immersed in you know the the, the The purpose of that um the commun what the community organizations are up to yeah that 's um, right and and having been or able to walk the talk H- exactly, the second
1: one is that history of advocating for the non profit sector so it 's one thing to work in it it 's another thing to be willing to be a strong voice for it, and particularly if you 're sitting at a table with people who perhaps haven 't had the same grassroots experience and often try to apply maybe more of a business model um, across a community you know landscape and isn 't necessarily appropriate um, so someone who has that um, experience that history of advocating for the nonprofit sector um, we 're looking at evidence of valuing the nonprofit sector um, we see some people perhaps who have never worked in the space but have have absolutely um, been a, a, an ally, a comrade to to the sector. Understand the values. Understand what it is to be value driven rather than profit driven. You know, and it is quite a different model. Um, so we're we're wanting to make sure the people, everyone really sitting around the table, actually holds those values and understands the sector. And then finally. Um, understanding the needs of those people and the communities that the trust actually serves. So it's not just understanding the sector, it's that next step beyond and understanding what it is to be a recipient of the services um, and the support um, and the magic provided by the sector. I'm thinking of the creative sector as well and and what they do for our community. Um, That might not look immediately tangible, but the well-being long-term benefits are high.
2: Yeah, because you know you're seeing organisations like Art for Health, you know, coming up, you know, yes, and yeah. um and it's you know quite um evidence based now around how the likes of you know art and even sport to a certain extent yes. you know really help from that mental health well being perspective.
1: Oh, absolutely, I don't know where I'd be without my indoor netball some <laughs> days. <laughs> Certainly for my mental health, absolutely. So, you know, um, that's what we're really asking people consider. What are the principles um, that sit behind these people? What's motivating them to be there? Um, And how are they going to represent the community when they sit around um, that table? So um, if you want to know more, do come along to the um, session on the 14th of uh, June, down there at the link on Te Street, 12pm, goes till 2pm, Um, you know, everyone's invited, we'd love to see you down there.
2: And probably just the other thing to uh, remind people is hopefully they've received their voting papers uh, yes. by now. Yes. Uh, and um, that the voting closes on Monday the 26th of June. So we've got a couple of weeks. So, if you, yeah, as you've said, Holly, if you can come along, listen to the candidates, and then maybe look at um, yeah, working out their voting from there.
1: Of course. Um if you haven't received your voting papers, you're either outside the area. So everyone living in Hamilton should have received their papers. Um, Raglan, um, Narawahia, <coughs> Sorry, um, where else can you see there?
2: Yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting map, really, it is. isn't it? Um, you know, it sort of goes uh, um, includes goes up as far as like Tiako uh, over on the on the west coast, um, up towards uh, Te Kauhira, uh and sort of skirts around just this side, I suppose, the west side of Morrinsville. Uh, and, and back, as you say, around all of Hamilton and, and across to uh, Raglan.
1: Yeah, so so if you are inside that area and you haven't received your papers, you might not be registered on the, um, or, or have updated details on the um, electoral roll. So you can actually just get in touch and get that organised. Um, so that's really the well-trust stuff, and we need to keep moving because we will run out of time. Um, we've got a of vine coming out. These are a fantastic... Um, a publication we put out four times a year where we we talk around a broader theme that we're seeing emerge in the community and um, pull together a range of expert information sometimes it's stories from the sector you know um, sometimes a bit of a blend of various things just to um, give people some more insights and this one here is really around strong teams do you want to tell us a bit about what's um, in our next Kuma Vine?
2: Yeah, so a bit of a sneak preview um, with uh, the um, Coumadre Vine uh, going out next week. Uh, so hopefully hitting your inboxes and... Uh, If not, um, feel free to email um, Kim, our comms uh, manager, kim at communitywakato.org.nz to be added to the mailing list. So yeah, as you've said, um, the theme is very much around building strong teams. We've found over the last few years that uh, some of our smaller community organisations have you know, just had some real challenges um, around their their teams and uh, maybe it's around employment or whether it's just around that culture within an organisation or just unsure, how do I handle, you know, situations like maybe um, uh, sort of a complaint or um, some sort of challenge that they might have internally. Uh, And so um, from that, we actually um, developed a a bit of a project team uh, and invited uh, various um sort of people from across the whole sector, whether it's from an HR uh, employment lawyer perspective or um people that, you know, also already got some really good practices in place. Mm. Um just people, you know, with a lived experience I suppose to work with us. And so we're we're looking at pulling together some working groups now to look at some uh development of resources, um, learning and development opportunities, um, or how people can access that specialised assistance if they require it. Um So then what we also decided to do is um, we approached three of um, uh, the contributors, um, generous contributors that are sort of supporting us and have supported across the community sector, um, just to give us a a little bit of, I suppose, their thoughts on a couple of key questions that we posed to them. Uh, So uh, we had the lovely Sharon and Jean from Everest Group. Yes. uh, Along with Emma from HR Connect and Rhonda from Our Minds Matter. And, um, yeah, they've provided us some some really good thoughts um, on some of these key questions. And I'll just give You a bit of an example of, of what will be included in the Kumara Vine. Uh, so, one of them in particular is, you know, what does workplace wellbeing look like to you? Yeah, uh, and, and it can mean so much.
1: Oh, I mean, we we spent a lot a lot of time ourselves as an organization exploring that because it's different for each organization as well, isn't it?
2: Yeah, look, definitely. And I think the size of the organization, um, yep, you the know, stage, yeah, yep. yeah, definitely. And, and even at times, you know, the type of mahi that you're actually undertaking, um, oh, absolutely, can yeah. impact on that as as well. Um, So, yeah, so from that question around what does workplace wellbeing look like, uh, from Jean and um, Sharon at Everest, you know, they said that people, you know, um, they thrive in a workplace when they're actively valued and respected by their direct leader or manager or or their employer and that could actually be the board. Yeah, true. You know, know, like if you're sort of the, the sole staff member or uh, you're the general manager of a, of an organisation and you report directly to a board, um, you know, it could be that, you know, they're the people that, you know, sort of you need to yeah. be very mindful of of how you do value, you know, those that people. Is,
1: that is a really good point because you know what the flip side feels like, A eh? If you feel completely undervalued or unvalued, um, you know, a, a very isolating, um, yeah, feeling so you can see exactly why that's important but but everyone will feel valued in a different way
2: yeah look that that's true you know you can have people that you know um, are sort of seeking that sort of verbal sort of validation yeah. affirmation yeah most definitely um, it could be someone who's just you know like if you come along and say hey it was well done how about we go out for coffee you yeah. know that might be all they're looking for you know where if it's something major it might be that maybe a bunch of flowers might be on the cards yes or a voucher or something like that or a half day off or or, you know,
1: to acknowledge someone's done extra hours, or, you know, all of those sorts of things, isn't it?
2: Yeah, most, most definitely. And if I look at what um, one of the things that Emma's uh, talked about is that when an organisation actively supports a culture of well-being and their employees are consistently having positive experiences, then the employees and or the volunteers are more likely to give their best at what they do. Yeah. Um, and that will also help to increase your productivity and also your engagement. Yeah.
1: So there are quite a number of, uh, there's a range of questions and a number of tips and hints from uh, across I suppose specialists. Um, working in HR, working um, across teams.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've, you know, we've also asked them questions like, you know, well, what is one action you could take to improve yeah. workplace culture? So there's some good information there around yeah. how that may help you if you are, you know, thinking maybe we do need to actually have a priority in the space. Yep. Uh, and also too, probably really key is around what's one piece of advice that you would give to managers or, or board members. Um, of community organisations when it comes to employing your staff you know right from the outset you know what is it that you've got in place Uh, and and, you know it's interesting how um, probably traditionally uh, when you're doing like the interviewing or even screening of applications, yes. you know it's been very much focused heavily around the skills and the experience um, but these days you know um, you know, advice is to also think about are they going to be a real good fit yeah. for your organisation you know
1: This is also challenging because good fit can also sometimes look very same same but diversity in teams is also really valuable. So sometimes having that stretch is also important. So so it's, sometimes it's like, how do you ensure you've got perhaps the shared values while still having a diversity in how people do things or think about things or what, what skills and knowledge they bring to the table? Because that can lead to more conflict. So you have to be very deliberate about what you put in place internally to really
2: foster that positive culture, eh? Oh, look, you, you do indeed. And when it comes to probably the, um, you know, if you're looking at the interview process, is um, good question that I've been asked, and I actually would would ask myself these days is, is ask about their own values. Yes. To ask about their values and how they yeah. live their values, and how they would incorporate that into their their workspace as well. Yeah. Um, so that does help you to sort of get a bit of a feel of the sort of going to look like the, being the right fit. Yes. Uh, and sometimes I've actually found too, you know, just trying to make it a more informal process, trying oh. to pe- make people mm. more relaxed. Yeah. I think you then see the true person come out. It shouldn't
1: out. be a test, should it? You know, it's it's really about how is this a fit for you and for me?
2: That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, most, de- most definitely.
1: I actually um, will often give um, the questions before we have a conversation because I don't want people to feel they're going to be blindsided and they don't know what they're going to be asked to talk about. You know, I mean, you you want people to feel prepared, you know.
2: You do. And uh, interestingly, when um, I was interviewed for um, the community advisor role here at Community Waikato, um, all of the interviews that I've um, undertaken... Uh, you're the first one that's actually provided mm. me with a full list of, yeah. of the questions. Um, you know, previously you might have it like, oh, we want you to do a presentation based on mm. X amount, you know, whatever the topic might be. Yes. But then you don't know what the questions are going to be that are going to come out of that. Yeah. Uh, and so at times, you know, you are more apprehensive and you're probably second guessing, yeah. overthinking, <laughs> and then you become yeah. more stressed and then you're not sort of feeling like you're your true self when it comes to exactly. the actual interview itself. Yeah. 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 Most definitely. It is
1: interesting interesting. interesting we get stuck in this um this cycle or you know this this framework of how to do things and so you know looking at those creative ways to step out of it to make sure you're getting to know people um in the way you need to to get the best fit for your organization
2: yeah definitely yeah
1: and for them too I mean you know you want someone in your workplace to also feel like they're in the right place for them
2: yeah, because like the last thing you want to do is set people up to fail. Exactly, uh, yeah. and th- and they get um, one month, two months into the job, and it's like this is just not me. Yeah, uh, and then actually it's, that's not fair for them, and then not fair for the organisation. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so that's going to be an interesting um, article. There's a lot of detail in that,
2: eh? Yeah. Look, there is a lot of detail, and as and as we've talked about some really good tips there um, for people, uh, and then also this just some really good thoughts there from uh, Stefan from mm. Diversity Institute around strong teams and how to resolve their differences uh, and with that um, some uh, information around some workshops that we've got coming up um, over the next few months um, yeah, so so again you know around coaching for performance Yeah, uh, there is a specific workshop around resolving differences, a foundation uh, workshop, and then there's a mastery class around resolving differences as well. You have to have done the first one, don't you? Correct. You have to do the foundation workshop, which is uh, 28th of June, uh, before you would then do the second one, which is on the 2nd of August. Yeah,
1: so if you do want to get into that, you want to get in there pretty quickly. We're just going to take a short break, and when we come back we'll give you a few more of these details. There are some. really interesting uh, courses coming up so make sure you've got a pen and paper um, in case you want to take some of those details down.
0: Him all he needs Just like his wife before she freaks down him Just like his wife when she
3: was
1: It is Babushka by Kate Bush, uh, a little bit before her time, that woman. So we were talking today uh, about a number of things coming up, and one of those things coming up we do need to touch on is uh, Volunteering Week.
2: Yes, the National Volunteering Week is coming up soon, uh, 18th to the 24th of June, and um, through Volunteering New Zealand, they've actually got a campaign running for all of June called The Big Shout Out dedicated to celebrating all the awesome volunteers who make such a difference across Aotearoa. Um, so yeah, and this specific week there's going to be quite a few different um, events on uh, across Aotearoa um, to really get out there and celebrate and recognise your volunteers.
1: You know, it's, we're a sector that that really relies on the support of volunteers to be able to, to do the great work we do. And in fact, most organisations, um, I think most charitable trusts, and certainly incorporated societies, uh, um, you know, we're, we're a volunteer-led. You know, they're small and they, they are really, really um, completely reliant on the work of volunteers. So people dedicating their time um, for their, you know, something they're passionate about and for the good of um, the community. So really important opportunity to um, acknowledge the work of volunteers and um, and perhaps reflect on the different ways we do volunteer or could volunteer. You know, some people don't see themselves as volunteers, but they're one of the ones that jump up every time and do the dishes at the marae, you know, for example. Um, you know, there are lots of different, I'm just trying to think, there are lots of different ways that we volunteer that you might not even realise is popping down to your your local um gully and getting involved in a in a gully planting day
2: that's right and we've just had the uh arbor, arbor day, day. yeah it's a fantastic planting that happened um over here for a few days yeah. um so yeah there's lots and it could look it could even be just going and helping your neighbor who maybe is you know sort of older or sort of has been a bit poorly and, and supporting them taking them to the supermarket or going and getting their groceries for them yeah you know yeah. it doesn't have to be for an organization as such um But, um, you know, like, um, great article in the Coomera Vine, again, um, from Chris Atkinson at Volunteering Waikato about how we reimagine volunteering, Um, you know, and and thinking about volunteers as as being like game changers, you know. They contribute so much to social cohesion, they help to build, you know, resilience, and they contribute so much to the strength of our communities, Um, you know. And so it's, you know, it's really now time that um, we do uh, sort of recognise and celebrate the work that they do do and, and as the theme is Time to Shine Here, yeah. Pia Tata
1: And if you're keen to get volunteering and don't know where to start do contact Volunteering Waikato because they have such a, a, a huge amount of support for you but we're running out of time so we'd better go back to our um, what we've got coming up through our weekly bulletin again if you need to get onto this list um, to find out more about what's coming up you can get hold of Kim at n v N Z to go on our mailing list, but what have we got coming
2: up in the next few weeks, Rosie? Yeah, so look, there's some lots of great workshops and uh, also the information is on our website, yes. um, communitywakato.org.nz. On the front page you can see we can just click on to uh, workshops and yes. see all the various workshops that are coming up over the next few months. Obviously very uh, popular workshops are the funding workshops yes. and there's a mix of in-person and online um, workshops coming up. Uh, and um, yeah, Anne, our finance manager and some of the um, different funders around the um, Waikato have come together and, and and sort of going out and really reaching out to to the re- you know to the yeah. small districts to you know to. Uh, So, yeah, so you'll see the list of all the dates uh, and times uh, in the Coomera Vine, but also on our website, if you wish. And then all of the different sort of um, workshops coming up. uh, Anne's actually running one around how to read financial statements. And that's so important. Yeah, people sometimes think
1: they know what they're looking at. And then suddenly you actually have someone talk you through it and you go, oh, there's so much more in there than what I'd (laughs) realised.
2: Yeah, definitely. And when we run our basic, you know, intro to um, governance workshops, you know, we talk about how you know the financial viability um, of an organisation is the responsibility of all of the people on the committee or yeah. all of the people on the board, not
1: just the treasurer. No.
2: And <laughs> if you don't feel confident about reading financial statements, this is a great workshop um, to actually come to. And if need be, if all of your board or committee are sort of keen to you know upskill yourselves in that yeah. space, well, that's where you can then put a service request in, and where we can, we might be able to have one of our advisors come out and and do that session with your organisation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, there's uh, another really interesting one here about um, what's called disk communication. Uh, and it's around about learning, um, you know, all the different sort of styles of communication uh, and how to adapt your communication uh, and behaviours to the people that you're working with who have different styles. Wow. So I think that's a really interesting tool.
1: Do we know who's running that?
2: Uh, that is a really good question. Sorry. Um, I'm not sure who's actually running what? that one, but obviously it's going to be one of those let's get onto our website and see who's running that. But I would be fascinated about attending that. Yeah. I think that
1: is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so it's on the 26th of July from 9.30 to 12 noon at the community Waikato offices. Yep. Um, Yeah, so for anyone who's wanting to improve their communication skills, um, have a greater understanding and how you manage that workplace dynamic, you know and gaining those insights and tools that help lead to better understanding of both themselves and and others Um, I think it'd be an amazing um workshop to come to and and I'm sure that if we we sort of um get too many people wanting to um register for the workshop that we'd be able to um organize another workshop later in the year
1: yeah yeah totally (laughs) um you know it's it is really um interesting I think yeah, it's one of those things that you think you know how to communicate until, again, you actually start looking at the theories behind it and start thinking about how it applies. It's actually been done by Lucy Smith. Now, Lucy I've known for many years um, from Dog Club. <laughs> so, oh, you know, yeah. there you go. But she's also a coach. Um, she does life coaching stuff. She does communication stuff. She does work with young women. You know, like a huge range of... Um, of stuff very very interesting background so we might even get her on the show sometime to have a bit of a chat about the sorts of things that she does and, and then you know perhaps some of the oversight about this um, communication stuff
2: yeah no I think it should be really interesting to, to listen to and yeah. um, might, might have to try and come along to the workshop myself too yeah um, another thing that's coming up... Oh, uh, sorry, we've got like five seconds. Five seconds. Oh, wow. OK, well, we'll just have to hold that space until another time.
1: We will. This is for another week. You've been listening to Connect with Community Work Free a VMA. You know, we've seen that.